Agent Duncan, they found something amazing down at the lab. We need you to go check it out. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey, everybody. If you are not following me yet at Sidekick to Hero, and if you are a teen, and if you have Instagram, then go on Instagram or TikTok and follow me at Sidekick to Hero. I post fun, short videos, reels, TikToks that will help motivate you in your life. It's kind of like my podcast episodes here, but squashed down to 90 seconds or less. So go follow me on Instagram or TikTok and soon to be YouTube shorts at sidekick to hero. And now episode 92, untapped power in your brain. Agent Duncan was escorted through the facility. Something big had been discovered and he was sent to find out what it was. Dr. Neely greeted him by the elevators. Agent Duncan removed his sunglasses and shook Dr. Neely's hand. Pleasure to meet you, Dr. Neely. I'm excited to see what your team has discovered. The elevator opened and both men stepped inside. Dr. Neely gave an exhausted sigh as he pushed up his glasses. It's truly remarkable. We've been working around the clock, analyzing, studying, trying to figure out how to capitalize on it. The elevator opened and they stepped out into the basement lab. Dozens of scientists in lab coats buzzed about, pouring liquid into and out of beakers, reading and writing reports, and studying charts. Dr. Neely led the agent to a door labeled Level 1. To appreciate where we end up, you must first see where we start. This room is full of the test subjects in their initial state, unaltered and unchanged from their natural selves. Dr. Neely opened the door. Half a dozen teens sat around on sofas and benches. All were on a device of some kind or another, texting, playing video games, or watching videos. Looks like a teen's paradise, said Agent Duncan. Yes, it would appear so, agreed Dr. Neely. However, teens at this state report the highest levels of stress, anxiety, and dissatisfaction in their lives. He closed the door and took Agent Duncan down to another room, this one labeled Level 2. This room has subjects that have moved up from their initial state. They have begun the process of tapping into their latent power, but have no control or intentionality. Dr. Neely opened the door. The group of teens in this room were mostly devoid of electronic devices. Some interacted with each other, playing a board game, while others sat staring out of the window. Agent Duncan studied the teens for a moment. This seems to be an improvement. How do they take it? Dr. Neely looked at his charts. Better, but frustration or boredom is quite often the default here. They are aware of their potential, but can't access it. Interesting, said Agent Duncan. What's the next step in the process? 
Dr. Neely led them to a door labeled Level 3. These subjects have been at it for some time, intentionally tapping into parts of their brain previously unused. The results are astounding. Neely opened the door. The teens in this room were an impressive sight. Some played chess, others sat in deep discussions with each other. Duncan even swore that a group of teens in the corner were building something that resembled a rocket. This is incredible. Are these the elite from special genetics? No, said Neely. Subjects in this room all come from various backgrounds. Different families, races, socioeconomic classes. They come from different starting points, but all have ended up at the same level eventually. Duncan got excited. And you understand the source? We are beginning to, said Dr. Neely. It's a powerful part of the brain that most humans never use. We went with younger subjects because full-grown adults have a harder time accessing it through years of conditional usage. An adolescent's mind is still growing and is therefore more malleable, more accepting of the change in neuropathways. Agent Duncan was in awe. And all this from one single source? What is it called again? Dr. Neely smiled. Metacognition. Metacognition, Duncan repeated. Then he noticed one more door at the end of the hall, labeled Level 4. What's in there? That, said Dr. Neely, I'm not quite sure the Bureau is ready for. Duncan looked at Neely indignantly. Look, I've been tasked to review the full scope of this work, Doctor, and I intend to see every part of it. Okay, Dr. Neely sighed. He strode over to the door, putting on protective eyewear. He took out a special security keycard and swiped it on the vault-like door. He turned the handle but stopped short and looked back at Agent Duncan. These are the subjects who have fully discovered the power hidden inside their minds. You might want to put on your sunglasses. Neely opened the door, and a gust of wind hit them both, along with a blinding light that made Agent Duncan instantly fumble for his sunglasses. Once they were fixed on his head, he stared in dumbfounded amazement at the room full of level fours. What do you imagine the level fours are like, huh? Are they flying? Are they glowing? Are they glowing while flying? Today we are talking about metacognition. It's one of my favorite things. It's the untapped superpower all humans have, but barely any of us use fully. Some of us might use it, but barely any of us are fully using it. Now, David Perkins, a Harvard graduate who investigated human symbolic capacities and their development came up with what he called the four levels of metacognition. So my thoughts in today's episode are based on his definitions, but I kind of take them in my own way. Perkins defined four levels of metacognition. Now remember, metacognition is the ability to think about 
what you're thinking about. That's at least how I explain it. His four, level, his four levels are tacit, aware, strategic, and reflective. But I am changing them a little bit more to my liking to spectators, sidekicks, heroes, and superheroes. As I go through these, I want you to figure out which one are you right now. So first, level one, spectators. These are people who are unaware of their metacognitive abilities. It's news to them that they don't have to think the thoughts that they are thinking. About half of the teens I work with, and even half the college students for that matter, fall into this category. It just blows their mind when I tell them, you know you don't have to accept every thought that comes into your head. Now, they walk around in life just not thinking about any particular strategies for thinking, and they merely just accept whatever thought comes to their mind. Spectators are often just watching life happen. They're consuming a ton, social media, entertainment, whatever. They may not even want to change because they're not even aware enough to know it's even possible. And if they're happy in life, then great. But if they're not, then life's miserable and they don't think they can change it at all. To use an analogy that I want to string through all four levels, if life was a bullfight, spectators are the ones in the stands. So next is level two, sidekicks. Now you, you've heard me talk about sidekicks before, just a few episodes ago. Sidekicks know that they can do more. They want to do more, but their thinking is not deliberate or planned. It's not intentional. They are trying, but not using any particular strategy at all or very well. They spend a lot of time in frustration or boredom due to lack of progress. They try to make new friends or improve their grades or improve their body, but they often stop trying after a few failed, feeble, or frustrated attempts. In the bullfight of life, sidekicks are out there trying to take the bull by the horns, but they often get tossed out of the arena completely or gouged in the thigh. Due to this, they often find themselves turning into spectators because sitting in the stands is a lot easier and far more comfortable than fighting with a bull. Next is level three, heroes. Heroes know strategies for organizing their thinking. They can discover help or they can discover unhelpful thoughts and create new ones. They spend time in thought or meditation or brain writing, which is different than brainstorming, but brain writing almost every day. It's not even formal every day. It's not, it's not like they sit down and they uh, meditate with their legs crossed or they write in their journal. They don't even have to do that. Their brains are just used to thinking about how they are thinking. After a problem or a confrontation, they know how to sit down, process their emotions, and come up with a new way of thinking about things to get the best out of themselves. These teens are doers and achievers. They aren't any smarter than other teens, but 
they are always more successful. In the bullfight of life, they are the expert matador, waving their red cape in such a fashion that they are always out of harm's way. And they do it with flair. Finally, level four, superheroes. Superheroes can do everything that heroes do, but they can do it in the moment. They are instantly reflective, adapting and evolving in the moment. They avoid or solve problems as they are happening in real time. Drama with friends or uh, nervousness or uh, drama in their heads about their future or a test or homework. They can recognize unhelpful thoughts as they are thinking them and rewrite them spontaneously. These are teens who other teens are drawn to. The spectators watch them. They are who people are showing up to watch. The reason there even is a show. In the bullfight of life, superhero thinkers are the freaking bull, making their own path, being unstoppable, and they are the star in their arena. Okay, so which are you? Are you a spectator thinker? Are you a sidekick thinker? A hero thinker? Or a superhero thinker? Which are you? But more importantly, where do you want to be? No matter where you are on the scale, you have the capacity to become a level four, a superhero thinker. Start your journey now, and there is no telling what you'll be capable of. Hey teens, would you say you are the sidekick or the hero of your life? You see, sidekicks play small. They let their emotions stop them from doing the things they want to do. Heroes, on the other hand, heroes are always in control of their destiny. They still struggle, but they know how to struggle. They know how to develop self-confidence, manage their emotions, and take the action they need to so their story ends the way they want it to. If you want to stop being a sidekick and start being the hero of your story, let me be your coach. I take teens from sidekick to hero in the Firmly Founded Family Membership. And this membership isn't just for teens. We have stuff in there for parents as well. So if you're ready to switch into hero mode, go get your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to see when our doors to the membership open next.